there was like, I was running the other day and there was like a chain smoker song that's called Family. Like, I'm gonna play this the minute I know we can come back. If I survive my brothers and my sisters in my life, yeah. I know some people, they would die for me. We run together, they're my family. When I get up, they gonna be high with me. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. I don't say this a lot. I'm so pumped. I'm just pumped for anybody out there that is wondering how to get to the top. If the signs in life are are what they're supposed to be. If this coronavirus thing is driving you crazy, it's has you fighting with people, has you doubting yourself. This podcast, don't worry about liking, don't worry about subscribing, don't worry about anything. Just worry about what Erica has to say. Let it sink in with how you feel and i'm telling you i'm have if i have a have a couple gifts i don't have too many but have a couple gifts she will be the example of what to follow for anybody that wants to achieve success with happiness success with happiness they're going to follow the road that erica nardini has paved for everybody so without further delay Listen to what she has to say. I give you guys the token CEO, the chairman CEO of the NRC, the Nardini Run Club, Erica Nardini, CEO of Barstool. Hi. There she is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what, what do you think about my custom studio here, first of I all? I love Come it. On. It's so much better than mine. I feel lacking. No one has shown you this kind of love before, uh, I know. Patrick, you give me more love than, than a woman deserves, so I'm you appreciative see, of that. You see that? First, well, first of all, here, you're Erika. Not Erika, but Erika. I love has, that. Has anybody ever called you Erika before? Not like you. Not like me. All right. I love it already. First of all, uh, thank like you so one. much. Dude, I, I want, I've never worn a shirt like this before, but I wanted to keep it festive. And like, I know you're up in the I north. And it's great. Cool. So I wanted to switch it up. It's so great. First of all, thank you so much for doing this. Thank of you for your amazing team. Uh, Jacqueline, Danielle, they've been, Daniela, they've been awesome. I got awesome. her on here now. I just texted her that. I was supposed to see you in, I didn't know anything. I didn't know Barstool existed until about two months ago. Okay. And I, I was supposed to see you in February only because I went to my contacts at the Corp and I said, I got to meet somebody at Barstool. I went to, to New York to go see Gary V, who I didn't know you knew till okay. today doing my research. And my connection went through. I didn't, they never introduced me to you, nothing. Okay. So I'm the kind of person, Erica, that when something stays in my head, mm -hmm. it happens for a reason. I, I okay. live off that serendipity. Yeah. Coronavirus hits. I see you on Dave Meltzer's podcast, who used to be my client. When okay. I ran a hide in the Bellagio in Las Vegas okay. okay, with Warren Moon, I go, this is interesting. And then you were on a Zoom post talking to <laughs> your, so I don't know if you remember that. You were on the bottom corner and you said something that I haven't slept since then. Okay. You, said, you know what? We at Barstool, we're, while ESPN and all these other people are going to play flashbacks and classic games, whatever. 
we're going to do new things and we're going to be ahead of the curve. And I have this formula, this machine that I can dictate all these new trends. That are... Erica, since then I haven't slept. Okay? <laughs> so nice. Thank you. I was like, this is my person. So okay. before we start off with all this, number one, but did you get your run in today? I, I did the bike this morning. So I ran seven miles this weekend, Hector, which like almost killed me. So I, this, I'm going to run at one o'clock today. Did you get your run in? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're very, I'm, I'm very iffy about sending you the runs because as I see, as I see this, I ask myself this, cause you're a pro runner. Does Erica look at these people and go, look at these losers? No, even... I'm, I'm at the like bottom of the bucket for the, the run club is like full of fucking overachievers. It's out of control. <laughs> Love it. So uh, first of all, one of the reasons why I think, I know why you're so special. I, I was telling this to, to your girl right now before we talk is in every interview that I've seen of you, nobody gives you credit at all for the number one thing that has you being the best of the best. But I saw it, which is you actually care. Oh, that's nice. I care a lot. You care about your people. You care about everything. Where does that caring come from? I don't, I've just always cared. I don't know. I, I just feel, um, I love people. Like I just, I get all my energy from them and, you know, back to the run club. Like the only reason I created the run club is like, I can't motivate myself to work out for myself. I won't do it. But if I knew that it was like somehow connected to other people or I was accountable to someone, it, it would keep me doing it. But I, you know, I just feel really responsible. I really love them. Like I actually, like, I love our team at Barstool. Um, there was like, I was running the other day and there was like a chain smoker song that's called family. And I was thinking about like, I'm going to play this the minute I know we can come back because that, that's just how I feel about it, where I just, I just am really invested. I, I think the more, the happier, the more fulfilled, you know, the more successful everyone in and around Barstool is like the happier I am. Listen, I, I saw, I saw that because last week I was like a creeper stalking just, just to get some information, you know, <laughs> okay. and I saw when you came to the office. And the way you greeted everybody, mm -hmm. it's like a good term is like you're the loving big sister. Yes. That, will, that, right. that, that instead of busting caps the corporate way, you say, dude, what the fuck are you doing, man? Come on, get on your shit. Let's go. Yep. You got talent. So that's why I think you're going to be the, the pinnacle of, of what is happening right now because you're it. You're like the the person of it. So you got a lot of responsibility in your hand, even though you're very cool and you're very chill because you're setting the trend for, you are the Oprah of this. There's a lot of stuff on you. So that specialness, don't lose that because that's really you. All right. I won't lose that. I come from the baseball world. Okay. okay? I know nothing about the sports that I think you love, but I love that you played those sports. <laughs> tell me about lacrosse. Tell me about hockey. How did that shape your mindset being? I'm a team sports kind of guy. I love the team thing. How did that help you? Uh, I love sports. I, I most of all love a team. Like I think being part of a team is everything. And the teams that I was just a part of were sports teams. I think 
you could be part of a chess team or if you look at esports like i don't think it has to be i don't have any like snobby i think sometimes people can think like oh you have to be an athlete to you know there's all like if you listen to like all the business bullshit it's like oh you you know people who've been on athletes do a better job which is just a way of saying like the alpha you know historically the alpha cool kids are better equipped for business and I, I don't believe in that but i think being part of a team is just awesome so you know i i didn't play lacrosse until i was in college i did field hockey and track and skiing when i was in high school um, I learned a lot through those experiences of, as I'd mentioned, being part of a team. So like the camaraderie, the humor, um, you know, sharing the ball, looking at the play, sharing victory, sharing defeat, um, fatigue, like all those kind of things were really important. I think it's, I had this Russian coach. I would, when I was a, I was a cross country skier, which is a terrible sport. Um, and the, we had this nasty Russian coach, like didn't speak a lot of English. Wait, why is cross country skiing a terrible sport? Why didn't you like Think about it, Hector. Like you're basically going for like 20 miles on your own, in the cold of your own momentum. Like it's so much work. It's so hard. Yeah, but um, adversity is a winning player's best friend and you're loaded with adversity. That's why you're winning. Yeah, maybe that's true. So but it's good to get yelled at. It's good to, yes. you know, it, bad coaches or tough coaches are good for people. So that, that was good for me. And then in college, like I lived in the field house in college. I just like kind of found, found my place there. And, um, you know, now I'm picking up ice hockey. So I'm trying to learn how to play ice hockey, which is. Oh, all we're going to start a team. I heard we're starting a league or something. We're yeah, buying a team. I want to buy a team. Um, so that's, I don't know. That's kind of a long winded answer, but I think. It's a, it's a great team. answer. It's a great answer. You mentioned your work ethic. You mentioned your parents. Mm -hmm. How important was that growing up? I, I, I heard today that you your parents would garage sale to buy stuff at the house and stuff like that. How does that breed a champion? Uh, my parents have a very strong work, work ethic, like very, my dad is a workaholic. Um, my dad went back when we were really little to get his PhD. So he was working full time and then went back to get his PhD. And I would watch my dad, my dad had this like old wood table downstairs and it was just always full of books and papers and he would he I just saw my dad work really hard my, both my parents work they still work um so we I always saw my parents working um and in our house like if you wanted you know if you wanted money to go out or you know we, I lived in New Hampshire we didn't really go out but if like if you wanted money for anything you had to earn that money like so my brother and I had jobs early we always had jobs um i always just liked to work but my parents really instilled instilled a couple of things one is reading my family reads all the time like my family is always in a book so like reading being curious learning things was always a very big thing the second thing was being outside like doing you know i would like i always joke about this which is like in my house growing up you could read you could stack wood or you could play sports. And that was basically like the options of things to do. So 
I, I think those were ultimately good things for me because I, you know, I developed a work ethic like them. I saw a good work ethic in my house and I, I was able to take that. My brother has a great work ethic. Um, two was that there was no choice but to read. So I read all the time. I love to read. Um, and then playing sports was just like the best fun. The most fun I had was just always something in and around sports. Erica, I'm, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm like the people whisperer slash kid whisperer. I became real popular helping yeah. people with kids all over, all yeah. over the country. Parenting is big for me. I'm mm -hmm. big on parenting. How does this translate now as Erica, the parent? How do you instill these principles with your kids? Uh, I try to do... And are you successful? I think, I think sometimes I'm successful and sometimes I'm very not successful. Um, we lived in a small, t and actually I think the coronavirus is actually, this has been a very good time for parenting. I think it's a very stressful time. Uh, I think it's a very stressful time. I think it's a very eye-opening time. Uh, and it's a, it's a long, it seems like a long time. But, you know, when I was growing up, my parents both worked in the same town that we lived. So the idea of not getting home until like, I don't get home on a normal day till 7.30, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Like my parents were always home. We sat down for dinner every night. Like we ate together as a family. Like I notice now that my family does eat together, that like that's very much something where we've been missing as a family. So I think in parenting, it's, you know, talking to one another, being connected to one another, listening to one another. Um, that's one thing. I think the second is work ethic. Like you've got to do your chores. You've got to, you know, don't get up from the table and leave your plate there and just be like, somebody's going to fucking take care of this. Like you're going to take care of this. Um, I think you've got to, you know, I think a hard thing for parents is uh, what listening to what your kid is actually into. Um, and I feel like this at work too, where it's like, you can have an idea of what your kid is into. Like, I love sports, so my kid is going to be in sports. And that's not true for my kids. Like, my kids like chess. They like drawing. They like video game. They, they're not into, like, I'm going to go toss a ball around the backyard. They have zero interest in that. So right. I think the other thing is, like, listening to who, what makes your kid happy and fulfilled and gives them joy and giving them more things like that, even, and taking out, taking yourself out of it, like, I think that's one hard thing you see. There's so much pressure of what you like to do, what you think is good, what you enjoy, and putting that pressure on your kid, I think is tough. So I, I'm, I'm trying to be really conscious of doing that. Um, and then I also think like, I'm trying to right now, like we're in the homeschooling, like homeschooling is tough, but it's like, gotta do a little bit more. Like you gotta go a little bit further to, you know, to make yourself better. You got to do it for yourself as much as you're, you know, even though Mrs. Fortman doesn't say you have to do blah, blah, blah. Right. Still the idea to do blah, blah, blah. So, right, 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 right. so I think I'm inconsistent. I think some days I'm great. Some days I'm not great at all. No, but you got the good pedigree, which, uh, which I think is so important. Erica, how'd you get so good at marketing? Uh, I think there's better marketers than me, certainly. I love marketing. I, when I grew up, I had plastered my wall, Hector, with Benetton and um, Absolute Vodka in the like 80s and 90s. Had, remember they had the iconic campaigns where it would be like yes. Absolute Boston and Absolute 
you know, it, it was it was so iconic and things were printed in those days on much larger pieces of paper. So I could like doctor my whole room and space up with ads. Uh, so I always loved, and I think advertising back then um, had more allure than it does now. Like advertising has really changed. It, it's not as creative and as sexy and as, there, there was less choices. There was less fragmentation. So you paid more attention to ads. So the product that went into the ads was better in my opinion. But um, it's kind of, I think like the 10,000 hours thing where like, I just, yeah. you know, I've been working in marketing really as long as I can remember. Um, I like copy. I like, I like words. Um, I like creative ideas and weird ideas. And I, I think, you know, my skill has been basically to, to have a, an idea of where I think we could go or what we think we could do and to help people get there. And then to find really creative people from all sorts of different places who can make that thing. What an awesome answer. I see you can't, you don't answer wrong here. Eric is like straight A, straight A, straight A. <laughs> I don't know. Did, did, you, did you ever have a vision of working at Barstool? You say you were stoolie from way back when. Did you that ever cross your your mind or no? Um, no, not early, not not before I encountered encountered this process. I, to be honest with you, I didn't even think I would be a CEO. Like I, I, I basically worked my whole career up to be a CMO, which is a chief marketing officer, and then I got mm -hmm. there. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't like this. Um. I never, I wasn't ever a person, Hector, that um, I wasn't ever doing everything to get to one particular place. I didn't know where that place was that I wanted to get. I didn't have like a, a North Star. I always just kind of wanted more. Like I wanted more opportunity. I wanted more feedback. I wanted more exposure. I wanted to be like challenged. And like, I just wanted shit for my brain to chew on which has always been a really big driver for me. Like I'm not good if I'm not like chewing on a bunch of things. So the thing about Barstool was from the minute I heard that they had taken the money from the Chernin group and that Dave was looking for a CEO, I knew in my heart that that was my job. Like I- Isn't that crazy? I, but isn't that crazy? Yeah, so I knew from the minute like, I was so, I was, holding my breath to be honest with you because I was so afraid I wouldn't get it like I I just knew from like a fate perspective this was fate um I just wasn't totally sure how to get here and how to make it happen what so. a beautiful answer I want to talk the real sports interview okay you should give yeah. uh you should give a lec you should give a course on how to be a gangster in moments <laughs> because he asked you some questions and all I saw you, you, you heard it, you received the information and he just went, bah, 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 bah. that, that one, two that you created there, that classic one, two dance, mm -hmm. that should be patent. And <laughs> what, I'm serious because what was going through your brain at speed that only you and maybe God can handle at the same time. That is what I think 
your kids, your neighbor, me, my everybody should understand what was going through your brain there. Explain a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, so that interview pissed me off. Um, I was look. First of all, we spent a lot of time. We spent a lot of time with those people, so we let them in. Um, and to be honest, we've let very few people into Barstool since I've been there, and really ever, even Dave, Dave Portnoy, the founder, before I was there. But we let them. We let them in. We we had HBO. They traveled with us to Boston. They went to a Bruins playoff game. They spent several days in the office. They interviewed me several times. They followed us around. Um, they were very um, polite and effusive and friendly. And it was like the buttering, yeah, the, but yeah, yeah. the buttering, or I, I don't know. Thinking, thinking, thinking back at it, would, would you have been, hey, listen, you got one day to interview everybody and yeah. then peace out? Yeah. Yeah, I, I will never, I will never do that again. That was my biggest lesson, which is I, I gave, I gave too much. And, you know, part of it, Hector, is that um, we just are so proud of what we've done. Come and the on, story. how can you not be? How can you not be, you know? It's the best. Like, someone showed a little interest and we were like, oh, but we really want to tell this story. And yeah. we just were kind of thwarted by that. But I knew the minute we went into the interview, um, I knew the minute I could tell the lighting, the dynamic had changed, whereby every time we had seen them, uh, they would greet us, we would say hi, we would have small chat, all of that was gone. So I knew that this was not going to be a quote unquote conversation. And well, the interviews were, I think my interview was maybe three out, three and a half hours long. So Wow. And Dave was probably, you know, at least at least three or four hours before before me, I think. So by the time it was cold, it by the time I got in the chair, I was angry. And at the end of the day, like what was going through my head is like it's I don't owe anyone an answer for anything. I owe an answer to me and I owe an answer to the people who I feel accountable to but I don't owe anyone an answer just because they want it. And I'm not going to give an answer that helps some agenda that I don't agree with or believe in. Like that's like, that's how I felt about it. And I also felt very protective of Dave and our company and what we've built. And at that point I was like, all right, we're in a war because. Listen, you crushed that war. You crushed it. I, th that poker face that you put there, we should maybe invest in you playing some poker because I, I <laughs> we'll go half and half because you'll crush it. That facial expression of, I'm all in. I love that. That's nice. There we, go. we got a sponsor called the okay. Token CEO. Token CEO is sponsoring this, this amazing thing. Right. Now, deal. I feel that there's two people during this Corona pandemic that have really won. There's that Dr. Fauci guy, whatever. Yep. And then there's Eric Nardini. And I'm going to tell you why. That's nice. Token, I, I love so much that you're doing this token CEO thing because the majority, I'm, I'm obsessed with content. Okay, like, yep. Big time. The fact that you're putting now one of the best, if not the best sports brand here, 
and you're coming on top of that and you're extra working to create the Nardini, the Eric Nardini brand with this of saying your thing, you're keeping it short so you're not overwhelmed, you're being yourself, you're cursing when you want to curse, you're saying that to me is golden because that's, that, this is what makes an icon. And since you're such a good person, the fact that I'm curious, when you're sitting there and you're getting that sub or whatever you were getting, what term would you have for yourself? Because you had like Luluman mom and the broker guys. Remember the people that skipped the line? The hedge fund guys. Like yeah, hedge, those fucking hedge fund guys. Those. So rude. If you were to see yourself, what would you have called yourself in line? All right. So I was like, all right. That's a funny question, Hector. I like this. Um, in the line, I would have said, all right, I was kind of standing in the back watching everything. And mostly I was watching the like women around me who had been standing there longer than I have, but who weren't speaking up. Um, so in my head, I was formulating the like, all right, I've got like two initiatives right now. One is like, what the fuck's going on with the sandwich place? Like they need a better process. So in my head, I was like, how how could the sub shop run this a little bit better and then my second thing was like how am i going to make sure the lady in the sunglasses who's been here for like i bet her name's like kirsten or something like she's been here like 20 minutes more than me how's kirsten going to get this and then i was like if they call on me then i'm going to hand it to her just to make the point to the hedge fund leader that like you follow that like she's been here Erica, That's, when you're in line, are, are, are you airpotting it, listening to something? Are you just present in the moment? Oh, I'm like present in the moment. I'm like, present I'm moment, like, exactly what's going on. Like, this is interesting to me. Um, yeah, no, I'm like, I was, I was in like my workout stuff. Like, I was standing so there. Like, Luluman mom then, also, no? I'm like looking like everybody else standing in line right. and then I'm just getting pissed off. How did you come up with the song of the day? Oh, I love music. Um, I love music so much. Um, and I always, I'm like, a. I think in music, you're either like a lyrics person or you're not. And I'm a lyrics person. See, you're um, funny. I'm a, I'm a beats person. Yes. You're a beats person or a, a lyrics person. I'm yes, a lyrics yes. person. So I'm always looking for like what the lyric says and is the lyric talking to me. And I feel like I can sometimes get into my head where like I, I, um, I can just kind of get in my head too much. And I feel like music is a good way that I can like match my mood to what I'm feeling. Like if I need to be really productive at work, I tend to listen to a lot of music. Um, so the song of the day was like, every podcast I listen to has like the same song. And I'm like, I don't feel the same every day. And I feel like that's what, it's like a, a language for me. Like the song is a language. This I think is, is is connecting you so much with people that would never have an opportunity to kind of feel you. So I think that is so smart of you. Are you going to keep it going once quarantine gets out? I love what you said about that. Like when we were DMing and you were like, you could talk to people that you've never talked to before. Like, to be honest with you, Hector, I just like to be busy. So, and I was feeling, I'm not good if I'm not busy. So I was in the beginning of this whole of the quarantine like i felt lonely i felt disconnected i felt like a little bit anxious because i'm not doing my usual thing and i the things that 
you know, there's, there's a lot written about like, are you reevaluating yourself because work has changed? Like, are people reevaluating themselves? And I'm like, I don't want to re reevaluate myself. Like, I'm very- I mean, You're the best. What do you mean? How, how does the best reevaluate themselves? Like, <laughs> no, they should reevaluate themselves. But, <laughs> how um, does a 10 reevaluate a 10? No, I don't know. So I just started doing it. And then like the reaction, the reaction's been really awesome. Like, I've, like I, I just love people. Like, what people have had to say and what they're taking out of it and what they write back. And, you know, everyone's like, Oh, your microphone isn't working totally right. And I'm like, yeah, you're totally right. I don't know how to do the microphone. Yeah, who cares? So, who cares? That's it. Um, that, that, that's why I want you. That's why I'm, I'm encouraging you because it's this thing. This is the best part. What's, and you're lucky you got a team. I I'm a one man show. I'm doing everything yeah, myself. You know what I'm saying? And it isn't sexy for a 40-year-old guy to be blogging on a baseball field in Miami's Little League. It's like douchey, but the, it's, it's more important, the message of what you got to say. And that's how I started versus to where I'm at now. It's, it's a yep. day and night difference. I love, listen, I love that you're pushing TikTok. Mm -hmm. I love that you're on top of everything. Even if it's, you're like, listen, it's not my style. Guys, let's do TikTok. Let's do yep. this. Stuff. I am obsessed with that. So I love that you're doing that. I would have rocked merch. I don't got, I ordered my merch. It's, it's coming. Okay. I, I know you guys got all that stuff. The pink Whitney stuff mm -hmm. with, with the Corona stuff. I know you're doing that, which, uh, which is amazing. I, uh, a, I can't thank you enough for doing this. That's uh, number thank one. Thank you for having me. This was your like energy is so great. This is like the best. Uh, this is like a great way to start the week. Monday's my favorite day of the week. I'm telling you, I live for Mondays and Erica, you're up there and I know you're in your head, but before we leave, I want you to remember, if you remember anything about this till, till we meet again is the amount of, of love that the people have for you is huge. The amount of people that have DM me and said, oh, remind her that it's day 43 of or, you know, whatever <laughs> countdown you got going on, yeah. right? So yeah. that means you're a leader of the people. Don't be so hard on yourself. Take it easy, okay? You've already won at life. I want you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want I, you to I remember do. that. I do. Okay? I appreciate that very much. All right, you have a Cuban here supporting you. You have a whole community okay, of people love that. here. Okay, love the Cubans. And we got, we got everybody, so we'll DM anything you need. I got you. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, amazing. Uh, you are the champion of quarantine. You're the quarantine queen. Shout out to this. <laughs> Any any pushing you want me to do with the merch, whatever, have your team send it to me, and I'll okay. send it out to everybody, okay? All right, I'm going to send you some stuff. All you right, Erica. Doctor up. Bye. Thank All you right. so much. Bye. My best episode by far. There she was. CEO of Barstool, Erica Nardini. The best. Remember, wherever you are right now, only thing that matters is effort and attitude, and you got to be happy. Follow the steps Erica laid out and have no problems. It's your coach. I love every single one of you. Remember, keep going hard and doing your thing.